Live with Sean Johnson. Introduce yourself here, man. Um, okay, um, I'm Sean Johnson. I have a digital marketing company called Seven X Strategy. Um, I've been in the digital marketing realm for oh, a little over 12 years. Um, before that, what I... are your 10 fast tips? I'm kidding. No. <laughs> um, if anything, what are your 10 fast tips to weight loss? You look like you lost 40 pounds since when I last saw you three months ago or something. Um, I basically just cut out a food. lot of things. <laughs> food, yeah. I, I went on the no food diet. Um, for a while, I did low carb stuff to oh, get nice. kickstarted. Yeah. Did it help with uh, inflammation? That's what I've heard, and that's what I've been interested in. Because inflammation is <sighs> a killer in terms of depression and just negative feelings. You know. Mm, I don't know. I'm you pretty. Have... I'm pretty broken as is. <laughs> you know, as... you do have chronic pain, or you don't. Uh, it. I wouldn't say chronic pain. I just have lots of aches and pains yeah. from previous things. I, I orgy injury. Eh? <laughs> now I spent ten years in Alaska as oh, wow. head guide at a flyout lodge, the oldest one in the state, mm. for fly fishing, and carried a sixty-pound pack wow. most every day. Jumped wow. off airplane floats every day and things like that with a pack on big weight and kind of broke parts of my body so yeah get the get the mic a little bit oh yeah golden there um did you go to the national parks when you're in alaska um actually where we where i was located was in Katmai national park oh nice with the the owner of the lodge had three in well actually four in holdings in in the park and so we were located smack dab in the middle of Katmai national park what were you doing there carrying 60 pound packs and stuff digital marketing <laughs> no um like i said i was uh fly fishing guide for oh, this yeah. lodge. I was a head guide for a number of years. I spent 10 years there. Um, and basically we flew out every day and I carried everything on my back. Sometimes uh -huh. I carried, well, I always had my pack, but then oftentimes would carry a raft to where we were putting in or what mm -hmm. have you. Um, Why would you leave that for a job where you're looking at a computer all day? You were in Alaska, in a national, one of the top national parks. Well, it, I mean, a multitude of things happened. One, I was growing a little tired of the seasonality, mm. um, which it was good. Um, started breaking physically a little bit yeah. at the time. And How old are you? Like two million or something? Two million. <laughs> I just turned 54. Nice. Yeah, 54. Wow. Um, how old do you feel? I have no idea how old I feel. Really? Yeah. Like if I were to catch you the the second you woke, I'm like, how old are you? You wouldn't be like, ah, oh, 35 or something like that. I don't know. I probably feel like I'm still in my mid 20s. Yeah. Um, physically, probably not. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I still. I mean, thinking about it, I feel young. I don't feel like I've changed a lot. Nice. So, but uh. no, did that for a long time. Um, reason I left it as much as anything was some of the physical stuff and then um, at the time my brother had a pretty successful startup and then he offered me to come work for him. Madrona Group right? Yeah. And that's Shane Johnson he's yes. episode 70 or something like that on the show for people. Yeah and so I 
came and started working for him. Oh, nice. At the time. As the marketing person. Um, actually, we were both kind of, the business was except, exceptionally, I, I don't want to call it strange, but. So in, you were like an Aeropostal, you were like shirtless out in front of the Madrona group, like. Sorry, I'm in a really fuck around mood. I I, I didn't no, all no, no, I did totally, all nighter, so I'm no, like no, I'm no, that's, that's totally good. Okay, no, cool. um, it was just it, I don't want to say it was early days of the internet, but oh. it was kind of on the verge of the transition between you know the Wild West days, mm -hmm. and we were on the end of those year 2005? 2009. 2009. Okay, yeah. and what you know, there was still a lot of things that could be done in the marketing realm. What we did was basically we were, drove traffic for another company to sell their products. Mm. And everything, I mean, what we did was uh, common practice. It still is for the most part. It's much more difficult now that it's crowded. Um, but uh, we basically pushed traffic to certain sites where then we got paid either for purchases. We, were, we weren't a true affiliate. This uh, is going way over my head. You, you're five minutes. This is the longest intro I've ever had someone give. I think we just evolved into you talking. And, well, I actually have a, a, a... Normally, I go into these with no plan whatsoever. But today, I really do have kind of a thing that's been kind of hot on my mind. Okay. And, and I don't want to devolve it into politics. But have you heard of recreational outrage as a term? Recreational outrage? Yeah. No, I haven't. Um, like, if you, the, the thing I say most commonly on shows, like, uh, if someone flips you off, how it's like you, you flip them back off, or you flip someone off, they flip you back, like when you're driving or something. Like, people almost, like, you, you get your blood pressure goes up. Like, you, you almost get like a really short lived high from getting angry. And I think people are chasing that more often. Um,. Are you an angry person? No, I'm kidding. Oh, I can be. Well, it, 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 I mean, I can devolve I back. Can and, be. Yeah, I mean, anybody can. I, I'm pretty easy going. It takes a lot. What does the, it take? What's something that really pisses you off? Oh, man, I don't know. Pro I can't name anything that just specifically pisses me really? off. Really? You're 50-some-odd you're 50 years old. You don't have, like, a trigger in mind where you're like, you know what? Whenever people tend to comment about whatever, like your mustache or something. Um, They're like, why don't you have a full beard? You're like, ooh, I'll no, kill no. you, bro. I, you know, I, I, you know, I come, I shouldn't say come from a line, but I, my, my father, bless his heart, in my younger years was one of these people who had a very explosive temper. Uh -huh. And I mean, it's not like he was like abusive or anything like that, but he would, get mad very easily. Short fuse. And he, short fuse. That's all dads, I think. No, I'm kidding. Oh, uh, no, his was excessive. And, you, Do you know, have a kid? What? Do you have a kid? Um, I have three by acquisition. Wow. <laughs> and so did you have a long fuse for them specifically because you remembered how much you hated your dad having short fuse? I think I do for the most part. I mean, I, I've never thought of that experience coming into play. Um, but, I mean... I have, I wouldn't say that I get angry very easily mm -hmm. and I, I've really tempered it. I mean, cause when I do, I, I have a pretty bad temper, mm -hmm. but I mean, you like throw bottles at people and stuff. I'm kidding. No. That's a bad, that's a bad. No, temper. I, I mean, I've gotten angry enough that in one of my previous jobs that I threw 
a full keg of beer about 20 feet across. A keg? How much does that weigh? 60 pounds? 169. I doubt it. Show me proof. Show me a video of that happening. I wish I could. <laughs> that was in about 1995. Oh. Um, but Wow. That's before I was born. To put that <laughs> Isn't that kind of nutty? I was born in 97. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So that was 25 years ago. Yeah. Something like that. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I've just noticed because I'm usually like the most chill person in the world, but like I'll notice myself waking up in the morning and immediately going on Twitter. Like Twitter's literally just recreational outrage. That's all it is. Just, you know, um, as someone who spends a ton of time in social media platforms, um, yes, it is. Yeah. Uh, I think, I think honestly that trend is possibly decreasing a little bit because I think people are tired of being angry. I think increasing, especially as of lately, not to get it political, but we are more divided than ever. Um, I I would agree with we're more divided, but I think, I think people are tired of being angry. I mean, I I just think they are. And, uh, you know, it ebbs and flows. (laughs) Even before social media and stuff, you look at times in our history and there were angrier times than... Mm -hmm you know, other more blissful times. And they ebbed and flowed within generations and within such. Within election cycles. <laughs> well, oftentimes that, but not, I mean, it, election, politics might not even have come into play with mm. it. It just tends to be every four years I've noticed it's like worse and then a little bit better and then mm, worse. I think it's amplified because people do yep. have more means to transmit their feelings a little bit. Do. I don't think the anger levels have really changed i think people are more uh into being vocal about it because they have these anonymous channels or what they perceive as anonymous so but i don't i think that there is no such thing as the good old days Mm. regardless of what everybody says you know the good old days well (laughs) the main reason i don't want trump to win is i'm just sick of hearing about it man i'm just sick of hearing about politics every fucking day i think everybody is Mm. and i think you know i mean the, the, the thing that has devolved, you know, discourse has been probably the Internet. Yeah. Uh, and what's devolved it is this anonymousness. And it's also, you know, the manipulation that has taken place. So would you be an advocate of, like, you have to tie your social security number to your Twitter? Like, everyone gets one social media, so you can't make have a bot farm where each person in the office building has 20? Um, I think... Well, with a stock here, photo and some shitty. Like, here's what I think. I mean, this is my personal belief is going to happen with privacy and all this. All right. Fortune um, teller Sean here, give it. What? Fortune teller Sean, give well, it. Well, I, you know, the EU is ahead with GDPR, and privacy and all that. I think they're also going to be ahead of the United States and other places when it comes to dealing with. What are you said an acronym and I, I was like, you know, when you space something out, you're like, I'm sure it'll make sense in context. GDPR or something. GDPR, GDPR. which is the year EU's internet privacy mm. laws, yep. which every large company has violated for yep. the most part and continues to violate. Mm-hmm. Um, and they fight them and everything else. Um, they you, fine them, which is literally, I mean, what do people say? Like fines for companies is just a, a cost. It's another cost of doing business. Particularly the ones they're fining. Yeah. You know, it's cost I'm sorry, sold. a $500 million fine for Facebook nothing. is nothing. Yeah, it's a cost of goods sold. They make that in a day? Come on. Typically, yes. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, Ireland is probably one of the more uh, aggressive 
to push GDPR stuff, mm -hmm. which is awesome. Yeah. Um, C, um, CCPA came in, which is the California privacy law for internet, took effect last year, and it's starting to have a little bit of impact. I don't know of anyone who's been fined now, and you know, your company has to make, I think, over $25 million to be directly impacted by it. But that's why you see on websites you know, we use cookies, you can opt in, you can opt out. Every website now. Let's be honest, not like with some websites. Every well, if website you do business in to, Europe, you have to have it. Oh, you do? That's a GDPR law. Interesting. You have to take cookies. Because I thought cookies were just so like, I go on whatever, some crazy well, you site. Can, what that does is you can opt out of those. I just never click accept. And then I assume it means, okay, they know I don't want cookies. But if I don't press accept, it's a real gray area. Yeah, it is. Um, typically, that's what it does mean. Um, okay, cool. Most of the uh, people who are trying to be truly compliant give you an option of what cookies you can accept. Mm, nice. And typically, um, you know, most people just don't care. No. I always opt out of all cookies. Are you a D Google guy? Have you heard of that movement? I'm not a de-Google guy. If anything, I'm more a de-Facebook person. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Sucks for your line of business. Yes, it does. I <laughs> How mean, long I, do you spend on Facebook each day? What? How long do you spend on Facebook On Facebook, each day? I yeah. spend very little time. Oh, nice, yeah. Um, I've kind of made a choice that I will steer clients away from Facebook now. Um, the reason being is I feel that their business practices are invasive, and I think they're also, um, for lack of a little term, evil, mm. because they have no moral compass whatsoever. I mean, the thing, the thing. They have a moral compass. Make money. Yes, <laughs> that's a direction. It is, um, but you know, Facebook is slowly coming around on stuff a little bit, but it's not because they want to do the right thing. It's because they're being forced they're being to do bludgeoned into bludgeoned doing. is yeah. a good way to put it. I mean, you know, uh, when people are calling for, you know, Facebook to end, they start seeing it in their bottom line. I mean, the, the, thing that people don't think about is anything on the internet is not there out of the goodness of their heart. Mm -hmm. It is there to generate revenue for them. That's all companies. You can't blame them for it. Any pro That's why I'm kind of almost against like companies going public because then it's like they're owned by shareholders. Like, isn't it like you legally have to do the decision that makes money for your shareholders? Well, here's the thing about that. Um, you do, but you can still have some sort of sense of social responsibility. Mm. Um, you know, the problem is with a major majority of people who are investing in, say, tech stocks. Mm -hmm. Which is you. Do you invest? I have. I'm not currently no, investing in anything. completely. Cause the stock market... Um, have you ever seen Martin Shkreli? Do you know? Does his name ring a bell for you? I've heard the name. He's the pharma bro. He uh, everyone pinned uh, the pharmaceutical companies being evil on him, but he's my personal hero. <laughs> I think he was like the most hated man of America in America. But I learned everything I know about stocks from him. And after I watched probably 100 hours, 200 hours worth of it, what I came to realize is I'm betting against whole 30 offices full of MIT nerds doing algo, algo trading and. They have quicker uh, whatever, you know, everything. So it's like in every dollar that I lose, they gain. 
So I'm like, well, the the the. Th- they're the house. They win. Yeah, I mean, the thing about when it comes to investing and things like that, um, it it is, it is literally gambling. Yep. And that's what it is. And people don't realize that. I mean, we've seen multiple bubbles burst in the last few years because of that, yep. largely due to technology. Mm-hmm. Well, all because of technology. But you know, the inherent problem if you get back to you know like publicly traded companies you know having to make money for their investors well if your company's not making investors your money for your investors you're not going to get more investors and you know your company value goes down what have you and so it's kind of this vicious cycle you know companies land what until you're down in penny stock pretty much but you know there's a lot of companies that do do very socially responsible things that, you know, forego a large portion of a market by the choices they make for those companies. I mean, you know, Patagonia is a great example of that. Hmm. Patagonia is very socially responsible. Yes, its demographic tends to be that type of person. people. Yeah. Um, You know, Ben and Jerry's is the same way, even though they're, you know, no... I think they are owned by Haagen-Dazs now or whoever. Um, I can't remember exactly. They still take very socially responsible stands to what they believe in, what their mission statement is. Um, You know, there are companies that can be successful that way. Um, You know, if you're trying to appeal to a large, vast market, um, oftentimes you can't take those stands. Mm -hmm. And... That's unfortunate. That's what it comes down to. Is is it really all about money? I mean, like, and, and it is for these companies. Like, as soon as you become a publicly traded company, it's about the money, and that's shitty, man. Well, even, I mean, you gave examples. Ben and Jerry and Patagonia allegedly aren't, but they're still kind of about the money. They're well, probably socially aware because they know that the people who well, of course they are. Yeah. I mean, that would be silly to think that they're everything they do is altruistic. Yeah. Um, but you know, unlike me, I'm just no, I'm kidding. <laughs> There, no, there's there's a, there's a ton of companies out there that do try to do the right thing, mm-hmm. um, you know, and they've adopted the stance that you know their market is going to be people who self-identify with those beliefs, and that's great, you know. I mean, yeah. that's super good. I mean, and it goes bo- it goes both ways mm-hmm. with you know people companies not caring about these random outsiders, they typically identify their core group of customers and they, for lack of a better term, pander or market directly to them and oftentimes their beliefs. Yeah. Uh, you know, behavioral marketing is huge. Um, behavioral, like, like if I were to market my podcast, I'd go toward people who listen to Joe Rogan or something because they clearly like people who talk at guests and don't listen. <laughs> <laughs> they behaviorally well, like my stuff. Well, <laughs> you know, that. Basically, behavioral marketing says that, you know, what are their behaviors and how do they tie to your product, whether it be in a certain channel or something to that effect. It's also, you know, it's, it's also psychological. You know, how do they identify? How does your product make them feel? Mm-hmm. What have you? You, you? Oftentimes, the stance of the brand people like will go with. I mean, for instance, NFL is a prime example. The whole Colin Kaepernick. Yep. issue 
Um, I told you not to get political. I'm kidding. I'm not even going to go there. You, it, I'm, I'm just giving you a marketing example. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They wanted to basically appease as many people as possible mm. and who they believed their core yep. uh, consumer was. People who look like you but more conservative. Older white men who were probably like, fuck them. Probably so. Yeah. Probably so. I mean, they had to have been because that's why the, that's their actions showed that at least. Yeah. Well, yeah. and that's the perception. Um, and quite honestly, you know, they, they could have totally framed that in a different way and taken it as a chance for education mm -hmm. for their mm -hmm. uh, consumers mm -hmm. as opposed to, you know, lopping them people off at the knees yeah. um you wow. know they're they point because you're just taking the knee lopping people off at the well, knees. I, well that was unintended but you know that's that's the thing when it comes to companies doing the right thing or you know they uh, they really care about how they're perceived mm -hmm. um you know, that's kind of more personal too. Everyone kind of cares about how they're perceived. Like that's just the most natural thing. Well, it is, but they, I mean, here's the thing, and it comes back to the evil corporation. Most mm -hmm. of them, or a lot of them, it's shifting. Um, don't didn't used to really care about, you know, what people thought. What people thought, particularly if there's something that's close to a monopoly mm -hmm. or what have you. You know, the airlines never used to care what people think. Mm. Um, they still possibly do. I mean, you know, for example, Alaska Airlines is a great airline when it comes to, you know, caring what people think. It's one of the few airlines that I've had personal experiences with this, the going above and beyond. Right. Then you have Airlines. Alaska Airline paid chill on my show. No, 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 no. I'm kidding. Uh, but and they're a great airline. Use the uh, use the no, sample no, not code. At all. Sean Johnson <laughs> check out for ten percent. I'll just throw it in the middle. Of no, everything. but then you have instances of like United dragging people off. Oh yeah. Airplanes. One example. One example. One example. But there's multiple I think examples. They killed a bunch of animals that people like check or something like that. Who knows? They could have. I don't know. But what I'm saying is, it's fun to just make shit up. I have no idea either. You can just make shit up. I'm yeah, not, but it's you not know, easy, man. But companies that, you know, where there's four or five competitors in mm -hmm. or what have you yep. have a tendency not to have to think they have to care as much. Mm -hmm. That's changing. Mm -hmm. um, you know, look at our fabled friend Elon Musk. You know, I, he's, he's, your, he's your biggest idol, right? Not That's really, correct. No. Yeah. no. And Sean really, I mean, Shane really likes Elon. <laughs> Yeah. He's actually saving up to buy a Tesla. Yeah. No, so I mean, why don't you like why don't you like Papa Papa Musk? <laughs> um anybody who can sway a market with a tweet mm -hmm. and knows it mm. and does it does it mm -hmm. and not necessarily for the good of anything other than himself, which yeah. is typically inherent of business owners. Mm -hmm. Um is probably not the best person to be running a company. Um, so you're jealous is what I'm hearing. No, I'm not jealous. No, I'd love to have his cash. Who wouldn't? Who wouldn't? But, you know, I mean, I'm pretty sure he bangs supermodels like every day. It's good for him. I think he has like five or six kids. Have you ever seen an interview of him in his house? He was dating that Amber Heard chick who like her and Johnny Depp had this big lawsuit. It's funny. I get ads both ways. Like, like I'm pretty sure 
she abused Johnny Depp. But anyways, <laughs> Elon Musk dated Amber Heard for a while. And I just remember watching this video where Elon Musk had like three or four kids. I was like, Jesus, shit. Yeah, you know, I, it, it, it's interesting. I mean, the, the, that could be a whole entity unto itself. But, you know, when you go back to corporate responsibilities and the power that some of these people wield, and then you translated it into the, like, online world and what have you, you know, it's pretty ungainly. Um, ungainly? Meaning that it's crazy that a market can fluctuate on a tweet. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, 38 million followers. I mean, 60% of them are bots, but still leaves 10, 5, 7, 8 million Well, people. and who really knows? I mean, yeah. quite honestly, and are those people active? You know, mm-hmm. a majority of social media accounts never see any action. Dead but, or bots. Yeah. It's an unbelievable thing is bots, man. Yeah. Or, and dead people, you you know, but the, the, the thing is, is that with the evolution of communications, digital communication, social media, that, you know, so many things can be influenced by this perceived thought leader who, you know, perceived thought leader, go on, go on. But then I want to get back to that. Yeah that can sway things by a simple tweet mm-hmm. or an off the wall thing, or, you know, the, it, it's, it's just, it, it's kind of crazy. And it, so who's a, a good thought leader then in your view, who's someone who you like, I like the way they think aside from Molly Yiannopoulos and Candace Owens. I know you're big fans of them. Yeah. No. <laughs> um, you know, I hate the term thought leader. Um, <clears throat> Joe Rogan's a thought leader. Oh, God. The amount of people that he changes the opinions on. I personally, if he says something, I immediately change my opinion <laughs> to whatever. He, <laughs> and that's the scary thing about him. Yeah, it is. And then, you know, and if you listen to something enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, even unknowingly, I uh, absolutely it, am kind of being brainwashed. You are. Yeah. And, you know, the pervasiveness of that mm-hmm. is, you know, <sighs> people seek out people who think like them. And that's part of the problem with, quote, thought leaders, yep. because these people who follow them seek mm-hmm. out other people who think like them as opposed to other opinions. Um, but, you know, everybody wants to be a thought leader. It's You want to be a thought leader? No. You said everyone. No. You said everyone. Everybody wants to be heard, but yeah. ev- there's but a... But if you were heard, you could, you could have 10 seconds... 30 seconds, I'll be gen- one minute. I'm the most generous God ever. You have Sean Johnson, you have one minute, and everyone in the world hears you. What would you tell them? What would you want to be heard about? I don't know. I honestly don't know. I don't think right off the top of my head that I wow. could come up with something like really? that. No, I mean, you know, the, the thing about the whole, and this thought leaders verge hand in hand with, quote, uh, Influencers, they're the same thing. Yeah. Um, Your minutes up. You fucking wasted that. I did. No, I'm kidding. Okay. Um, but with the with how thought leaders want to be perceived, the best thought leaders are the ones who did don't set out to be thought leaders. Name one. You still haven't named one. I said, who's your favorite thought leader? Oh, aside from me, one that pop. I mean, there's several pops. Up. Tom Peters is one. And Tom Peters probably is one of the more pure ones. I've never heard of him. I'm going to follow him on Twitter right now. Um, he has written numerous books on management, company management. Okay. 
Um, he is exceptionally Tom Peters. Well thought and well spoken. He's an older gentleman. Mm. Um, oh, he's old. He is. He wears glasses. This mm-hmm. guy. Mm-hmm. And he's he, like him because he's fishing right there. I, you he's, know, I've never looked at his profile. I follow him on Twitter, but I've never looked at his profile. Um, other ones, uh, Scott. Uh, oh shoot! Why can't I remember? Look at that. Ready? Reader, student, people watcher, researcher, writer, speaker, small biz owner. This guy's got all those buzzwords in there. And student, student. I'm a student of life, man. And the thing is, with that, that is way underspoken for his is what it? he's done in his life and yeah. what how he's influenced people. Mm. Um, is it like Leonardo DiCaprio being like, I like acting or something, or like, like kind of, okay, it, wow. particularly in the realm of you know company management. Mm. Um, why can't I think of who I'm? Uh, what is Scott's last name? Um, Doesn't that suck when you're on the? I swear to God, it goes further him, deeper in your brain the second you really try chasing that thought down. Anyway, do you him, ever meditate? That's what really happens when you try meditating. It's like you kind of think about what a thought is and you chase it down for and you're like, I don't fucking know, man. Who am I? Sorry. Uh, no, no, that's fine. It's like throwing people off their rockers so they can get back on. <laughs> no, no, it's. It, but. I wish I could think of him. Um, he does a podcast with Kara Swisher. And uh, I don't care about the person's name. Go on with your point. <laughs> anyway, as thought leaders go, those are more, yes, they're selling themselves a little bit or a lot of bit, but their motives aren't, I mean, yes, they're self-promotional, but they're not, they're actually there for discourse and to exchange ideas oftentimes. Mm-hmm. Um, You've seen them change their opinions in conversation? I don't know if I, I mean, I've never. Famous people never do. No. That's the, whole, that's the big thing about debates between like two big figureheads like, uh, oh, fuck, I can't think of Now I can't think of anyone's. If like Jordan Peterson against Richard Dawkins say they disagreed, their whole base has built around them being such great uh, people that they couldn't, they can't concede a point. I've never seen someone concede a point, and it sucks, well, man. Well, I mean, the thing, for instance, with Tom Peters, if he will concede points to oh, people, nice. or Good he'll at least tell them your point's valid, you know, he'll give them validity. Oh, yeah. Um, but that's just a persuasion tactic. As possi- you tell people, I agree with you 100%, but this. It, yeah, but I don't, th- I don't think it's as a persuasion tactic. I think it's, you know, heartfelt. Um, that's but, the better persuasion tactic is to make it seem heartfelt. Well, and that, then that's where you start going into totally like influencers. Yep. And influencers are purely driven by one thing, and money, that's money. Baby. Money, baby. Everyone's driven by money. Why you stop being a fishing guide and come here and start staring at a screen all day? Probably It, it, wasn't, it honestly it wasn't, wasn't money. It wasn't money. Mm. Wow, fascinating. You just really didn't like Alaska and national parks and your favorite thing in no, the world, I, which is I, fly I, fishing. I, I like that. I mean, it was just like I said, it became yeah. you know, physically taxing some other things. But now, if you if you move into you know thought leaders to influencers to what have you, you know, I mean, influencers in the marketing realm are what I would call totally pervasive. I think you know that. Keep saying per, per, pervasive, and I'm going to seem like the the biggest idiot in the world. But what does that mean again? It's it's everywhere. It's it's everywhere, and it, they're out to benefit themselves, and they will say whatever it takes. Basically, it, that's my meaning to it. Um, 
except Kanye. He's the and best. you know, the, the influencers for consumer products are basically targeting certain demographics. Obviously, there's I mean, there's been influencers around for years. I mean, that's why. Once again, pro football players did TV commercials for light beer. Mm-hmm. You know, those were influencers. Anybody, those old you and John I Wayne are in, people for the, cigarettes. The, the, what? Those old like, uh, like Wayne Gretzky, whoever for cigarettes. Like, wouldn't they be like cigarette ads and stuff? Is like they're an influence. Mm, Lady Gaga not, for Polaroid. Yeah. Well, what have you? But everybody's an influencer now because everybody has a voice, mm-hmm. and that's the thing people forget. Um, you know, younger demographics have a much more uh, are much more susceptible to influencer, say, marketing. The reason being is... Oh, so. I think older people are. No, not Younger at all. people, I've... Do you, when you see ads, do you buy the shit off ads? Well, think of it this way, and I'm talking in a digital realm. Mm-hmm. Instagram accounts. Yep. The influencers there tend to be, you know, movie stars, uh, music stars, what have you. Really attractive women. What ha- Exactly. And... They are appealing to a younger demographic. Mm. Typically, the products they sell are. Mm-hmm. Um, those type of influencers is what I'm talking about. You know, mm. um, I actually had an idea about that. It would be so you know TikTok. I assume you're in this yes. whole world. There's the main, the one of the biggest girls on there. Fuck, she's like probably like 18, 19, 20, and she just dances to music. I'm like, I don't know how. If you emailed her and said, "I'll give you 20 grand to dance to my music." two different times in a week it's called a shout out is it but that's all she does is she just dances to like new music and she starts new trends i'm like that's the most like how much money does she charge each musician to no dance idea to song? No it's idea. gotta be sixty thousand I mean, dollars it's unbelievable probably who knows i and that's madison ray that's her name the thing the thing about and that gets back into the whole social media realm you know i think it's because i have teens and things like that everybody wants to be famous and everybody wants to be famous you be famous what you want to be famous not really no. again you keep saying everyone man and then <laughs> well i mean in in i shouldn't say everyone a lot of particularly when people are younger yeah they the thoughts everybody wants to be famous there and the reason being it's not so much anymore about you know being well known is a, it's a way to cash in yep like, I'd like to be famous because then it's like, all right, I'm going to make some shitty-ass product. I think Supreme sold bricks for 90 bucks and they sold out immediately. <laughs> like, like, there you have it. Honest to God. I mean, Kanye sold white blank T-shirts for 120 bucks, sold out immediately. I'm like, God damn it. You know, at some point, it is worth it. it if you can build it, it, it helps a lot. Um, I have mixed feelings on it. I, I think that... The, you know, there's always going to be influencers. Like I said, from day one, 200 years ago, there were. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, being famous for being an influencer is a kind of a new phenomenon. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it directly, it really impacts markets. The, the thing is, it's sort of like what you're saying about bots following social accounts. Mm-hmm. Many, 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 many I w- of, quote, influencers, mm-hmm. you know. What percent of their followers are bots? Well. Because you can just buy them. It's, well, and it's interesting right now. There's 13 people under indictment in the state of New York right now wow. for fraud, for having an agency with influencers. Wow. And they would sell these influencers. Well, 
you know, part of them, the influencers they were selling didn't even exist. They were just made up. Oh, wow. Wow, really? But even the people who were actually existed as influencers, you know, more than two-thirds of their followers yeah. were bots or fake or what have you. Um, you know when that's really apparent when someone like some influencer with like 10 million follow Twitter followers like tweets something and it gets like a thousand comments. And I'm like, bro, you have 10 million. How is 1,000 well, people commenting? What the fuck? You know? And what's happening now is people are, you know, evolving into knowing how that works. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, it's sort of like Oregon's a great example of this. You have multiple vehicles driving around with brand stickers on them. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Patagonia is awesome. They give stickers with everything. Mm. Uh, hey, I gave you a sticker. You call me out yeah, here? Yeah. You better put it on your car. Yeah, there you have I'm it. I don't put stickers on in my car. You better put it on your car. I'm paying you 700 bucks a month to put it on your car. There you have, have it. Put it on your car. So because people want to be identified with something, they want to belong, they put these tags on that I'm a Patagonia person or I am, you know, one of the millions of breweries we have person or, you know, even the the silly uh, coat of arms, the Pacific Northwest thing that people drive around Mm. with, which typically are not people who probably were raised here. But... Those, those, that is free advertising right there. It is. It's and genius. it's a huge chunk. And, you know, it's, um, it goes back to it's a share of mind. You know, Budweiser years ago kind of coined that term. And it, it, what is it called again? Share of mind. Share of mind. And way back when, when I was in the beer business, Budweiser tried to instill this program with their distributors called 100% share of mind. Mm-hmm. Meaning you only sold Budweiser products and you only promoted those products. Interesting. Well, it didn't really fly and it was, it, it, there was legal things like that. But the term share of mind means everybody wants 100% share of mind when it comes to their product like or their you brand. you think of making a website, you think of Squarespace because every single fucking YouTube... No, I don't think of Squarespace because Squarespace I sucks. I literally, I mean, I have two sites that are both WordPress sites, but... WordPress has paid every YouTuber to promote their, to start and end their, their, their episodes with promoting Squarespace. Maybe That's so. That's ShareThought. They're, they're buying ShareThought with that. Well, though, right? but, they're, but yes, but what I, uh, Share of Mind is an all-encompassing, it's not, Share of Mind, it, it's basically brand recognition. And you want, the more you get it out there, the more anybody's brain sees something, the more they start identifying. Yeah. Um, and that's why, you know, if people stop and think about when it comes to advertising mm-hmm. or digital advertising, for instance, you know, before an action takes place on most display ads on a website that follow you around the internet, it takes a, the person seeing that ad 11 times before they take an action. 11? I always thought it was three. Like no. you hear about, hey, go listen to Talks to Tiger. You're like, fuck off. And then you hear it about a second time. Like now Shane tells you, and you're like, eh, still fuck off. And then you see it a third time and you're like, there's a small chance. I'll, you'd have to see it 11 times before you get On average a for a display ad. Oh, okay. Um, and, you know, think about it. It's probably way more or what well, have you. Yeah. It's because probably there's so many people that'll see an ad a thousand times. Like, like I've literally seen the same ad 
you know, for whatever. I'm not going to yeah, say. Yeah, yeah, a million times. And I'm never click, going to click on no, it. No, so, and most you know, people. That the number. Mo well, it does. And other people just, boom, click on it once. Oftentimes, or they'll click on it multiple times. Oh, yeah. Because once they click on it, it starts following them mm -hmm. even more around. Yeah. So, you know, it, it, the human mind is set up to, it wants to see things over and over oh, again. Yeah. And. Oh, yeah. That, you know, that's why. Stickers are a big deal to companies. Yeah. That's why TV ads are redundant. You know, you see them over and over again. Um, the internet's no different than that. You see the same ads over and over again. You see the same, you know, content over and over again. Um, it, it's there. And again, Patagonia is a great brand. You just again with the pattern. It's so yeah. Well, no, I mean, just from you know what what you see what you're accustomed to. I mean, I own little micro say of Patagonia. Oh, wow. I, I don't own a lot of them. Mr. Uh, not investor. Not. It's funny. You said investing's uh, gambling. I would say like, if you say I'm going to buy and hold a stock for 20 years, I think that's gambling. But if you're more into like options, like weekly, uh, you that's know, super gambling. I'm kidding. I'm fucking with you, man. <laughs> if you don't want to gamble, you, and I, I mean, what little, and I am not a, huge investor person if, if you're smart and you want to honestly put your money in something that probably is going to wear and you is you put it in an index fund boo boo more mutual funds no Hate it's em. not a mutual fund index funds index yeah, i'm so against those i'm so against those because you, you, you're living under the pretense that the stock market will always go up right no you're not you're not it doesn't go up it will always make a profit and index funds basically say you're happy taking your five to eight percent every year, which you, you should you be. You think if you go over the past forty years that the U.S. stock market's gone up eight percent? It that's not. It's year, not. Five to 8 it's not going up. You're not. No. no. What, do you mean, what do you mean going up? Then? They're based on profits. Yeah. Dividends. Yeah. That's uh, not. Yeah. That's not the market going up. Mm -hmm. That's profits from your those monies that you put into this index fund grew. That goes up, right? The number goes up. Is what I'm saying. You don't put it in and be like, all right, you just stay there and inflation will still No, you'll eat make you money away. off of it and yeah, you can shoot, but you will. Um, and the, the way they're compounded is by the value of the stock and the dividend. Yeah, absolutely. So, yes. Uh, those, those funds like Vanguard stuff, they just do drip, like where they just immediately reinvest or do you actually get dividends? You can make a choice okay. with, with it, uh, that type of stuff. But like I said, I'm not a sophisticated investor and I don't really. But. I know over the, since uh, index funds have come about, they've been the most consistent performing of any stock market-related product. Yes. Um, you know, they're not, gonna, they're not going to be a huge hit yeah. gain-wise, typically. But Stock market-related thing. I mean, aside from if you were to take, like, uh, what's Ray Dalio's fund called? Bridgewater? I'm not sure. Um, yeah, Bridgewater, I'm pretty sure. Like, I mean, his fund goes way above and beyond. I don't know, man. I'm pretty sure if you if you actually look at the stock market over the past, like, 30 years and you count in inflation, like, 2, 2.5% a year, the stock market doesn't really go up, man. Um, your monies don't really go up. They maybe catch up with inflation, but then you have opportunity costs that you're losing by just sticking in something that barely keeps up with inflation. Maybe. I, would, I, would, I would disagree with that, Ooh. but that's just, you know... 
that's perception. That's not allowed on this show. Yeah. You have to agree with me. <laughs> um, you know, the thing about the, these guys who have these quote funds and are driving these great gains. Yep. If you delve deep into most of them, you will find that historically, if you average them over time, mm -hmm. they're right there with everybody else. Oh, interesting. Um, you know, and until you have a hundred million dollars to invest, mm -hmm. you're not going to get your discounts and everything else. So that, and that's another fallacy, you know, but like I said, I'm not a sophisticated investor. I, I'm not an investor currently. So I'm sorry to Google stuff. Um, no, I actually have a lot of my money and I think it's called like the Madoff fund and that's doing really well though. The Madoff fund. <laughs> That's Jeez. just doing phenomenally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Bernard Madoff, man. Guy gets it. Yeah. But, you know, it's... If... It, it's... The stock market is a cycle, mm -hmm. as are most things, and including, you know, I think we're going to see cyclic changes in technology online and things like that. Mm. Um, like what? Fortune teller, Sean Johnson, make, no, another, it's not, make another one. I, it's not fortune telling, but I think, you know, what I think, as, as entities go, the internet is still relatively young. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's been around a long time, but in its evolving state for over the last 20 years, that's not a long time. Kind of plateaued, it seems like, over the uh, past five. I wouldn't say it's plateaued. I think the level of sophistication of the users of it mm. is continues to go up. Yeah, I agree with That's that. why things like, you know, marketing to it and things like that are ever evolving. Mm -hmm. um, I, I think I don't want to use sophisticated, but the knowledge people know are kind of how bits and pieces, maybe not just on a high level of how things work, particularly when it comes to selling stuff or ideas. What are you trying to say? Phrase that again in a simpler way. I would say a large percentage of people might not know what, say, a cookie is, yeah. but they know how it works. Cookies, yeah. Um, you know, a cookie is I go to like a certain, like a khaki pants site, and then uh, I start getting sight because that cookie says, all right, this motherfucker likes khaki pants. Keep showing him ads on Facebook. Exactly. For cookie pants. That's a cookie, right? Yeah. Basically. That's how it works. I'm That's one of those people who just says I know how it works, but I don't know what it is. So the funny thing is, and I'll give you a real weird short story. The reason cookies were invented way back when, when the internet came into being, was in case of nuclear war. What? Because each cookie stores information. Mm -hmm. They have a packet associated. So... If one part of the internet, say, got wiped out, mm -hmm. you wouldn't lose all that information. It was oh, kind of this weird pre-cloud thing. Yeah. But it's not a cloud. But anyway, that's the way they came into being. Well, then people figured out, primarily Google, for the most part, on how to really utilize... Again, back to the money. ...them to produce money, which gets back to GDPR, mm -hmm. saying that that, you know they're being invasive with your privacy because they're but didn't storing... did you say they mandatory cookies? They make, they make all websites have cookies? Even though that's invasive No, 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 no. GDP lets you opt out of them. Oh, okay. I thought you said it. They, all sites have to have them. They, no. they let you opt out. Okay. They, they let you yeah. opt out. Cool. There are certain websites that if you say you don't want cookies, mm -hmm. they will... No cookie. You, you don't get to see them. Yeah. And that's their option. Um, you know, I mean, Facebook's the same way. You know, they have a, a Facebook pixel. You put on, 
your pages of your website, people view it, they're going to see ads associated with that or your ads, what have you. Yeah. Um, you know, the information aspect of things is so huge anymore. People, I think that's probably one of the last things the average person on the internet truly understands how much of their information they give away unknowingly mm -hmm. just by going to a certain site. Mm -hmm. like um, Pornhub. They what? get you every time. Pornhub. Those dick growing pills have been chasing me around for years now. <laughs> I it, bought every single one. They don't work. <laughs> I'm kidding. No, but it, it, I mean, it, it, it's true, though. I mean, there are there is this and from a marketing standpoint, yeah. diverging back onto it, you know, it's going to be interesting because and I, I'm, I think I'm one of the few people that honestly believes this. I've been told this, um, that I think cookies will eventually be forced out of existence. Oh, wow. That'd be cool. Um, it will change. That'd suck for people like you. That's your business, though. It, it wouldn't. It won't. Really quickly, I thought of the funniest thing. Could you imagine you go to Pornhub and you see it advertise with Tiger? Like, anyone can advertise on Pornhub. What if you literally just advertise, like, the randomest shit, you know? <laughs> hey, listen to this fucking cool podcast before you're porn. porn. I mean, you know. <laughs> My God. I'm going to do it. I'm going to try to do it. There's no way I don't after this. I'm... Help me do it. Let me hire no. you. No, you're gonna exclusively work with Pornhub. No, 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 no. No, okay, go back. Okay, so your your entire business isn't based on cookies. Well, I I think you're more of a brownie guy. I think that you're gonna see, and I I hope that there is a fundamental shift in how people choose to market things on the internet. Mm -hmm. Yes, you're gonna you're gonna have display ads. You're still gonna have server side stuff where you can get people's information from log files that visit your site. Um, and you can, I mean, you can see, you can get enough information you, that you're not going to be able to like target them as exactly or differently, but there will be some way devised that you can still get your message out. Yeah. Um, I think what a lot of it will be is much more relationship based with people and your product or your company. Nice. And that's where, you know, a lot of the content comes from uh, and your social media presence, what have you. Email marketing will still be... Speaking and still of email, have you heard of Hey.com? Of what? Hey.com. Heard of it. I can't read. Blowing up in Silicon Valley or whatever, San Francisco. Everyone's like, you got to have a Hey.com hey email address. But it's invite only. It's one of those. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I've heard of yep. it. That's why I was it's like. fucking fucking $100 a year to have it. If you want a two-letter one, like you could have uh, SJ at hey.com, $1,000 a year. Like the, the shorter, and I think three letters is $400 a year. Yes, it's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a status internet yeah. club thing, what have you. Yep. And who knows? You're pretty dude. badass. Whatever. SJ at hey.com is your fucking email, dude. Don't. I'd be impressed. I'd be like, my God, this guy's a thousand dollars a year to spend. Flex much? Yeah, exactly. No, um, it, things like that, you know. And once again, they're doing it, the 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 driver behind that is not the cost of the uh, subscription. Yes, they make money, probably some decent money off that. It's gathering your data. That's what it's all about. And you know, 
they can deny that all they will, but mm-hmm. it's all about your data. And that's what everything comes down to now um, is getting that data, whether it be, you know, that you visit, you know, uh, you're buying widgets and you yeah. visit 47 widget sites. Mm-hmm. You know, this is your favorite widget. This is how much time you spend there, blah, blah, blah. Have what you ever ha- thought that some people, like what if everyone just purposely fucked with the system? Like every time I entered my age and stuff, I said I'm a 47 year old black woman. And just to fuck with this, I purposely went to sites that were like, like whatever for uh, piping for <laughs> most people would, and something. For stuff like that, most people do enter date a lot of the time. Just to fuck with companies. Well, I, it's not even that. They just, it, like I said, they're getting sophisticated enough. They don't want them to know all that stuff about them. The unfortunate thing is, oftentimes they have ways of telling if it's you're right or not. Yeah. Um, but. You know, and and it kind of goes full circle back to social media and platforms like that and Mm -hmm. things like pay.com and, you know, no, with those is, for example, you know, Facebook has more data than any other place on the planet, pretty much. I mean, Google has way more than them, probably. But, I mean, more, you know, direct, because... People go and fill out their little profile. They tell them exactly where they're from, oh, what yeah. they do, you know, and they monitor all this. They have all this stuff, and it, it it's highly useful for them to generate revenue. And, and it's hard to get off because if you meet someone and they don't have a Facebook, it's almost kind of weird. Like, if you meet someone and they don't have any social media, it's almost weird. It's like, well, are you even, like, like you know, like, you don't think it's weird if, if you met me and I didn't have any Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter? Um... I would have probably five years ago, mm-hmm. but there's such a rebellion against social media yeah. right now um, that particularly with Facebook, I mean, people are dropping off it like flies. Right, maybe I mean, I'll get rid of my Facebook. What? Maybe I'll get rid of my Facebook. Um, you know, I, it's one of those things. Almost if you have a business, you still have to because it's tied to other platforms. You know, Instagram's part of them now. Oh, yeah, it is. Thing, and things like that. And it depends on who you're trying to appeal to with your product and hey, things. Speaking of Instagram and Facebook, what do you think of stories? Are they helpful at all for branding? I think they can be a, a very useful tool, particularly for consumer products. Mm-hmm. Um, and, th- you know, that's where a lot of social media shines, depending. Um, but, yes, and depending on who you're trying to target. Mm-hmm. I think... I'm trying to target little kids like five to seven. Hope they would listen to the show and just get brainwashed. Oh, I don't know. No, about you that. said I was brainwashed by Joe Rogan earlier, and why I think that's so good is this term that I've been. Um, I don't remember. I was just like sitting. It was like two a.m. and I was like, they literally fucking call it regularly scheduled programming. It's literally called programming. They're just programming you, bro. Well, yeah. I mean, programming. And they literally <laughs> call it that. I'm like, holy shit. It's crazy. Yeah, I mean, if. Everything is programming now. Yeah. I mean, do you watch Fox News or CNN? Very rarely. But you do. I don't watch Fox News at all. Yes, you do. No, I'm kidding. I don't. What do you watch? What, what, what news stations do you watch? Um, Hannity? I probably, I bop around a little bit here and there. Um, off, it, if I want news and not opinion, just news, I watch PBS for the oh, most part. Bill and Melinda Gates. 
brainwashing. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I actually really like John Oliver. I don't know if you... Yeah, I know who John Oliver I'm is. I'm a big fan of his because I was watching Community. I'm like, I really like this guy. And then I saw John Oliver. I'm like, it's the same fucking person. <laughs> I really like him. He's nice and charismatic and funny. Yeah. I'm like, I mean, it, it, and maybe it's I'm a little jaded or I'm you tired. You seem like a jaded guy. Kidding. But with when it comes to information and maybe because I live there yeah, so much... Tend not to uh, go with one source of news, mm-hmm. and then I can't. You can't. You can't. And um, it drives me nutty when I see all these surveys saying that you know social media is where sixty percent of people get their news from now. No, that's where they get information from, but it might not be mm-hmm. true. Yeah, or it is. Spun. Yeah. Um, Everything's spun. Well, everything. Out of curiosity, how long do you think we've spoken for? Probably about 55 to 60 minutes. Wow. We're at 56 right now. We were just at 55. I didn't sleep last night, so I'm sorry if you see me like nodding off. Am I that boring? No. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was just like, I just like, I don't know. I just had a very productive night. And now I'm like dying, crashing. I was going to go paddleboarding with Kenzie later. I'm still going to do it. <laughs> but, but so you have a couple minutes. Now, now you've had. 30 minutes to think since I gave you that one minute. What's, how are you going to end it? What do, you, what do you want people to do? What's your call to action? You want people to reach out to you? Call to, to reach out to me? I don't know. Um, What's your home address? <laughs> huh? Phone number? <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm going to tell my phone number. Yeah, you could find it if you wanted. Um, you know, I, I'm going to put it in the description. Probably my biggest call to action, and I'm going to stem it back to what I do, is, you know. Classic. When it comes to like, particularly with businesses, and a lot of them, you need to be much more uh, forthright with your actions when it comes to, say, marketing your business. Meaning, you need to put people need to put a lot more thought into how they're going to frame things and what their plan is going to be. And and I'm speaking not only in a digital realm, but all sorts of marketing channels, but digitally. People need to really have a plan for what they want to do mm-hmm. with their brand, with their product. They also need to figure out, you know, what their specific goal is going to be and how they want to present that. Yeah. And, you know, come up with, and this doesn't even go to marketing, but for their company, a true mission statement. Yep. You know, what is your mission statement? What do to you believe make money, in? money, baby. <laughs> Besides that. But what do you believe in? Yeah. And then you can frame, you know, how you want to reach people around that. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really important, particularly with there are so many different channels to reach people now. You know, it's how do you want to reach them? How do you want to be Pornhub? I'm doing Pornhub things now. You got me there. (laughs) Thank you. That's the most productive thing to come out of this show. (laughs) But and that's true. And I mean, there are channels that you're going to there are certain products that that's going to be, you know, Mm -hmm. one of their advertising platforms. Mm -hmm. But, you know... Dick growing pills. I'm going to go from two centimeters to two feet, baby. (laughs) The the other thing is, is, you know, when it comes to your marketing, be careful with your dollar. Yeah, that's the big Um, one. You you can blow $400 on Google ads like that. Well, any of those ad platforms. Most business people are not sophisticated enough to understand how they... Work and to them, you know, a small business, for example, Google loves mailing out these hundred dollar cards. A hundred dollars on Google for most businesses 
is not going to get anything for you. Yeah, start and to understand what worked. The other thing to understand with when it comes to your marketing, and it really is how much your data that you collect influences your decisions on where you're going to sell mm -hmm. and the channels you're going to use and things like that. Cool. Um, for instance, I tell most people who are interested in running paid ad campaigns, particularly yeah. if they're interested in Google. Don't ever know, give money to Twitter. It's just like throwing it down a pit. It is, though, you know? Um, yeah. I, I'm not going to disagree with you, but for instance, with because you uh, can't, it's my show. <laughs> yeah, but with and Twitter does monetize for a lot of different people, and it depends what your goals are too for mm -hmm. it. Yeah. Um, that being said, you know, the average business owner doesn't realize that you're going to have to run your ad campaigns for a month or two at least before you even figure out what works. And you're gonna to have to do some A-B testing, yep. you're gonna to have to get the data. And you know, if you're spending $100 a month, your data set is going to be so small, it's yep. not really gonna tell you anything. Yeah. Um, that being said, you know, there are some social ads for small businesses that you can target to your area and things like that. All but right, the question- your manifesto. People but, reach out to Sean Johnson, he said he'll do free work for anyone who uh, comes through the show. Just no bro deals. E e email him, uh, hey, I heard you on Talks with Tiger. I really liked how he interrupted you the whole time because he was really <laughs> sleepy. Um, promote my stuff on Pornhub, please. <laughs> <laughs> now, and all I can say is, you know, when it comes to uh, doing that type, your marketing for your company, mm -hmm. You need, it needs to be very thoughtful and you need, it, you know, the don't succumb to terms like growth hacking no. and things like that. It's about doing the work and it takes time. It is. And that's what I'm going to say. That's not you what know. people like to hear. No, no it isn't. What, tips. It, 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 it isn't. That's why the average CMO, chief marketing officer for most companies, 10 years now about 13 months. Wow. It's because they need to deliver results rapidly. Unfortunately, you know, everybody thinks virality is a thing yeah, and this and it's that. Not. It's 10 not. years to go viral. Well, I got to close it off, man. Uh, I'm going to no die. Problem. I'm going to die driving home. I'm so sleepy. Uh, no problem. It's an incredible amount of love. Thank you very much for coming on the show. My pleasure. All right. I'll catch we'll you talk later. Again.